Welcome, everybody, to another episode of All Comic Interviews. I have a new show for you this week instead of a show that I just stole from our other podcast to fill in the gaps. Um, I actually have a guest that uh, things aligned and we can actually discuss uh, this week. Uh, her name is Kelly Fitzpatrick. She is a colorist. She is damn good at it. Uh, I'm glad she's taking the time to talk with me because, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know why she would talk to me. Kelly, why the hell would you come on the show and talk to me? Uh, I like the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's lying. There's only been two episodes. Three episodes, I guess. Um, but hey, hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you? Uh, it's good. It's it's Friday. It's a long weekend. I get to figure out whether or not, or sorry, I get to figure out which sex the, the baby that my wife is growing is going to be on Tuesday. So I'm kind of wow, excited congrats. for that. Wow, congrats. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited and, and it's nerve wracking. I mean, I, I'm happy either way, but I want to know already, so... Is it your first kid? It's my first and her second. Wow. So. Right. She's got a seven-year-old. And uh, then we got married last September. And yeah, now there's a, now there's a baby in the works. And everybody I know is having kids. She was telling me the other day that she's had like just in 2015 since January, she's had like 15 friends give birth. Well, yeah. I mean like a lot of the people, well, some of the people I work with are having kids and it just seems like uh, and a lot of the people I went to school with are having kids now. I guess I'm that age. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird baby boom year, I think. Yeah. I mean, my first question was actually, how do you like 15 people? But that's a whole different story. <laughs> so anyway, hey, let's 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 talk work. Let's talk your work because I don't do any real work. Um, how'd you uh, how'd you get into the, the the wonderful field of of coloring? And don't um, don't just stay with crayons and and you know sitting at a Denny's or something. Well, you know, the stereotype is the crayon thing, so that's why I made it my <laughs> Twitter picture. I was like, well, I might as well live up to the stereotype. Um, but, uh, gosh. So I was living I was living in Japan teaching English. And um, I was going on, like, my second... I was almost hitting my second year um, of teaching. I'd done over a year, and I started my... my uh, my second contract up and uh I saw on Twitter that Jordi Belair who um I went to college with she posted that she needed needed an assistant a new assistant because her current assistant um who was uh Jordan Gibson at the time he um he was like starting to color his stuff like starting to color professional work and um was like drawing stuff and and whatnot and so he was like starting to get his stuff out there and she was like I need somebody new because this guy's gonna like his career starting to take off so I applied for the job um and I like tested for it and then in I had quit my job because I was just tired of um doing something that I didn't love <laughs> Fair. and um, I was like, I'm wasting my life. And I was having like an existential crisis, I guess. And, uh, so I had quit without even hearing if I had gotten the job and I came back, uh, sometime like around December. And when I had gotten back to the U S I had, um, a little message in my inbox saying like, Hey, that job you applied four months ago, do you still want it? Because, I still need an assistant and like Jordan's still working for me, but I'm looking for, um, now I'm ready to get an assistant starting in January. And so she like taught me how to do flats and, um, she knew my work ethic because we, we graduated together and everything. So she knew like, I was like really serious about it because I'd also quit my job without knowing if I had a job or not in comics <laughs> because I I wanted to get into comics, so I was like, I have enough money saved up that I can put together a portfolio and go up to New York and be for New York Comic Con and stuff like that. And I had this whole like plan in the back of my mind because I thought that I hadn't gotten the job with her when I left Japan. So um, it it just kind of worked out that when I got back home, um, I pretty much started immediately working for her, um, which led to and I did go up to New York Comic Con that year where. Um, I had been testing for boom by that time. I met a bunch of people up there, which is when I met Tyler Jenkins and, um, yeah, I went to C2E2 that year and I met a couple people and, um, and then, and I had been coloring a bunch of pinups 
And so when I went to New York, I printed off like a bunch of the pinups I'd colored and gave them to the people whose stuff I'd colored, which led me to meeting Tyler. And um, because he had seen the, the pinup I'd colored for Michael Walsh and Michael introduced me to Tyler because they were sitting near each other. And um, Tyler's like, you want to test on these Peter Panzerfaust pages? So um, that's kind of how I got like one of my one of my first gigs um, and stuff just started like taking off from there. I'm, I've always, I'm always curious. Cause I mean, I got a couple of friends that they used to write for the other site and, uh, he like went full bore in, into coloring and he's starting to really get his name out there. It feels like, and, um, how, how did you, how do you like when, when Jordy asks, you know, Hey, I'm looking for an assistant. Do you just like send her a bunch of your colored work, like in different stages, like flats first, then finish. How, how, what do you send somebody? Well, she like, when I started working for her, it was all flats. And she taught me how to do that, but she put together a test and said, like, you can't ask me any questions, just do this test and turn it around within 48 hours. And it was a page, a page or two of flats and, um, like, and it, she explained how to do them and everything and in this file. And, um, I actually did it twice, the test twice, because I was so like paranoid and (laughs) thank God I did it twice because the first time it was all wrong. And the second time I was like, I, I was second guessing myself when I turned it in. So, um, I redid it and sent it to her and was like s- sending an apology email saying, sorry, I'm sending this to you twice, but I think I did it wrong the first time. So here's another version. And she was like, thank God you, you sent me a second copy. Cause that first one was so awful. <laughs> <laughs> like she told me straight up, told me like the first one was really bad, but, um, but I didn't know what I was doing. Cause like flatting is you know, you can use Photoshop a million ways. So flatting is a totally different way to work. How, how um, would, for those that might not know, because I still feel like colorists and coloring doesn't get the, the spotlight it should. Uh, can you kind of just sum up flatting just briefly? Yeah. So it's basically um, just separating every little thing in a file and making it a different color um, with a anti-alias unchecked. So that means that when you when you want like eyeballs from um, skin, from hat, from glove, from whatever, you know, um, when you you can click on it and it's separated out from from the other sections. Does that make sense? So, I always feel well, like I'm rambling. <laughs> so like, oh no, we love rambling on this podcast. I'm I'm known for rambling. It's all good. Um, so it, essentially, it just makes the colorist jobs easier, so they can click on the the layer and just that one section is, is highlighted basically. Is that kind well, of how I on my, it? Like, my, my flats are on one layer and I double them. And then I like, everybody has a different way of working, but like I double my flats layer. And then one is like the color corrected flats, like for the palette that I'm using. And I actually color on top of that. Um, like for the shadows and highlights, mm-hmm. but um, like flats aren't typically like the right colors. They're they're typically like crazy kind of <laughs> yeah 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 and I thought it was another nonsense question is, colors yeah they, they don't necessarily have to be the palette that's gonna go on the page like if if it's a whatever if it's a dark blue scene for example you know you could put right. a, a rainbow flat everywhere and yeah and that's that was the second job like what I said I was like assisting Jordy like it went from flats to like putting things in a local color palette so like grass is green sky is blue um you know, Captain America is not bright pink. Stop signs aren't purple, you know, like, (laughs) I don't want to live in this world. If Captain America isn't pink. Yeah, no, some of the flats I saw were God awful. And the other thing is, is that a lot of times flatters don't separate everything out or like when she was working on Deadpool, that costume, like how Declan drew like the tiny little white patches and all like the extra stuff on Deadpool. Like that was the boots, the gloves, the, the, the patches, everything, the belt, everything was separated wrong. So I would like, that takes so much time to like have to fix all of that stuff just to make it the flats, right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I would do um, as her assistant. I need an assistant. <laughs> uh, Cause that stuff is so tedious. You're, are you doing any more assistant work then for her? Or are you all, are you on uh, now? No. Um, a little over a year ago at Emerald City Comic Con um, was was pretty much when I stopped working for her. Um, she had to, like, mama bird me out of the nest, like, as I like <laughs> to say, where she was just like, look, you're working full time. 
um, already because I, I was I was coloring full time already. But um, she's like, I know that you're not going to stop working. To to summarize what she said, she she basically said, I know you're not going to stop working for me unless I tell you to stop working for me because that's the type of person you are. So, um, yeah, <laughs> she's like. You're, you know, I don't want, she didn't want to hold back my career. Like I, I really, really respect Jordi and, and like the stuff that she does and, and yeah, she's, she's really awesome. So, um, I would pretty much be nowhere without like her and, um, a handful of other people that have just like exponentially helped me. So you, while working for Jordi, you also were working with Jenkins on Panzerfaust or was that the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I was working on that. Um, I had a bunch of books over at Boom that I was working on at the same time. What did you call it over at Boom? Uh, my first, <laughs> my first couple of books were at Boom. Um, I colored this series called Deceivers. Sounds familiar. And- there, there, there's so many books. It's like I get so many books thrown at me that I and I feel bad when people say something and I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But that one no, sounds that's familiar. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's by the same guy who wrote um, Two Guns. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Don't ask me his name right now, but I, I know you're talking about. That's fine. And, um, <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> it was, a, it was so, it feels like it was so long ago. And, um, I did a couple issues of suicide risk and then, um, boom teamed up with jet city comics, which is owned like by Amazon. And I did this book called, um, Seema Ronan. Hey, I, I just bought that the other day on my uh, iPad. You colored that book? Yay, I did color that. I colored the first three issues. They just started up again. Oh. Um, and actually, my friend is coloring it now, who lives, like, down the street from me. <laughs> well, that's interesting, because, yeah, I kind of just picked it up on a whim, and I didn't know I, I didn't know what the hell Jet City Comics was or anything, and I, I, it was on sale. So I just, oh, okay, I'll pick this up. But that's cool. I did, it, I... looks, it looks really, like, not to toot my own horn, but I think, like, the art in the first three issues looks really good. <laughs> And then everything else after that is crap. I, I see what you're saying here. No, that's not. <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. Uh, hey, come on. I'm a website. That's what I no, do. No, right? my friend is a really good colorist. Um, her name's Marissa Louise. She does like a lot of work for Boom right now. Um, and she does uh, a bunch yeah. of work for Dark Horse too. She's a really good colorist. Yeah, the name the name sounds familiar. I try I try to pay more attention to like colorists and and letterers and all that stuff because everybody remembers artists and uh, uh, writers, of course. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I, I know, again, you were just tooting your own horn, so I figured I, I might as well as well. Um, I, for us at uh, All Comic, I know we, we purposely, you know, when I set out to do this new site, purposely made a rule where, yeah, you have to discuss coloring, uh, whether it's its own block or within the art or whatever, just because it is such an important thing. And I, I just feel it gets it gets so thrown over this, like just forgotten about, and I, I just don't understand it. It's such a. It makes such an impact, whether it's good or bad or whatever, to the book. That, you know what I mean. I mean, I, I was talking to uh, Ryan Ferrier, uh, and actually was the, that was the interview that I threw up to uh, fill in the gap before I got a new interview for the show. And he said it best. He said, for letterers, uh, you know, you don't notice it if if they do their job right, but if they don't, it's it's horrendous. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, that's really really true for lettering because I, that that's like the beat of the story. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, ugh. I, it's fine. I'm, I, it's funny because now we're all, we're both thinking about terrible le- lettering. Now that we've seen, yeah, that's I I, um, I pictured stuff in my mind actually specifically <laughs> when you said terrible lettering. Um, but what? like good lettering, you know, like I I start I've started noticing really good lettering, like um like anything that Clayton Coles does, mm-hmm. like he's so good. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's so always good. like he's so good that he he's always overlooked. I, I feel like. he's he's another one of those guys right he's so good that like i notice (laughs) i'm like you're so good stop (laughs) being so good um and it bums me out when i don't see him nominated for stuff because i maybe i shouldn't say this publicly but i do nominate him for like lettering awards every time uh well now that you said it out loud it won't come true way to go that's how awards work yeah no i'm hoping that it's the other way around that i'm putting out the positive energy and that the universe will take care of it. I, I I try not to pay too much attention to the Eisners. I mean, I pay attention to like a couple of categories and stuff. Is there a letter? Is there a letter category for that now? Mm-hmm. There is. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure there always. Well, there. I'm pretty sure there has been. For a I while, mean, yeah. Yeah. 
I know I know we posted something on it, but I didn't do it, so I didn't pay too much attention to it. I kind I kind of looked at what they think the best books are, and then I looked at artist, writer, colorist, and cover, and then I kind of get lost to the rest of it. So, but that's good. No, that's good. That's There's good. some sort of. <laughs> Well, I mean, like the the stuff that's like the trans uh, translation books and stuff. It's like my stack's so oh, big. That's, uh, it's difficult when you start breaking it down to everything. It yeah, is. Yeah, it is. And I mean, like I said, my stack literally. My wife thinks will fall over and kill us in our sleep, sitting on my on our nightstand. Like it's just massive. So no, the, my friends just joked about that. I just moved like half a mile from where I was living. I just changed apartments recently, and. um my friends hadn't, some of my friends hadn't heard from me in like a, over a month and they just assumed that like a stack of comics fell. They told me, we we're like, oh, we just assumed a stack of comics fell on you and you died. That's well, why we haven't heard. There's worse ways to go, you know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but Although I, I think it would be really stereotypical and sad if like, I, somebody found my body under a stack of comics. Cover, covered in like, you know, paint or something and under a stack of comics and that was it. <laughs> Hey man, it's a good way to go. Come on, it's a good way. Like I said, it could be worse. But uh, I, I, I try not to look at the other categories just for fear that something's going to catch my eye and that I'm going to want to go get it and I know I'm not going to be able to read it for a year, right? So it drives me nuts. Oh God. <laughs> I know. I have a huge I have a huge stack of stuff I haven't read. Um, and I just picked up more comics today, actually. So Yeah, I, I actually had to avoid the uh, the comic shop for the last two weeks just because I know I'm, I'm going to do that. I mean, I, I get my singles digital, digitally... So that helps for space, but I, I'm, a, I'm addicted to hardcovers. So like anything that comes out hardcover, like there's that um, Atomic Robo, just they're doing that new Kickstarter because I, I guess they got all the rights back from Red Five, the way I understand. I don't know if you know of this of the book. It's a really good book, but anyway, they're kickstarting it now and they want to do all hardcovers. And there's like ten of them, and it's like 170 <laughs> bucks just to get them all and support this Kickstarter. And I want to so bad because hardcover. Yeah. But <laughs> I know what you mean. I want like there's a Hellboy hardcover collection, and um, I, I really want all of them. The, the library editions. Yeah, I love those. Those look so good, and I they, want those so bad. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, they are good. They are good. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Actually, I had this conversation with Tyler when he was when he was in Portland for Rose City. Um, we both put like a, a bunch of money in for the Dark Horse Party Raffle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so all we wanted were those Hellboy books, like so bad. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had a bunch of trades when I first started getting into them. I think I had the first three trades, and I'm like, this is blowing my mind. And I like went back to my shops, traded them back in, and just like bought a bunch of hardcovers. I did not have the money at all, but I just I just did it, and I I don't regret it. I I even went and got the uh, the artist edition of Hellboy in Hell. Just oh um, yeah. I like the uh, the hardcover book that they put out for the, um, gosh, is it 25 years? 20. How many years? 20, yeah. So the, so the 20th anniversary book that they, that they put out of all the art. Yeah, that was, that was done actually really, really well. I really enjoyed that. They even had, uh, just to make your search maybe more difficult, you know, the art of Hellboy book, like the the big, like the big one that they put out, they, Mm -hmm. they originally Mm -hmm. put it out in a hardcover in the same format as the library editions except the spine was red. Mm. So it's completely like long out of print. So I actually tracked one down on eBay just to make sure that my whole, like the whole section looked the same. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, just, just in case you're OCD about that. Hey, there's another thing to add to your list. Right. I I have a huge list of stuff um, (laughs) that I need to pick up anyway, but I don't want to, I'm, I'm not allowed to buy anything until I, I literally have like a shelf, like, a small shelf full of stuff I haven't read. I don't think um, I, I don't think I could tell you how many times I've said I'm not going to buy another trade until I read everything here. And you know how often that you happens? know I never. Yeah, I say that a lot. But then <laughs> like I was in this my my comic shop the other day and they had like this this 1990s like gargoyles <laughs> gargoyles like Disney's gargoyles nice nice trade. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I gotta buy that. <laughs> <laughs> what what's one more right right? Yeah, um, actually, a group of us, we really want to work on um, Gargoyles. We want to bring it back because we assumed uh, that Marvel has the license now because of the Disney merge. Oh, yeah, I guess. eh? So we're like, come on, Marvel, let's get this going. (laughs) Do they still have the license, though? Like, I wonder if it's because they haven't done anything with it for so long, doesn't it? I don't know. It was through slave labor. That's who was publishing it before. So I don't know who 
who has it right now. Probably IDW. IDW has everything. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, that was a good little tangent. <laughs> well, that's that's the story of my life. <laughs> and the end. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show, and we're over. Um, oh, that's quick. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> you're working on. Jeez, uh, the name just. You're working on another other Jenkins book now. Uh, Never boy, right? Yeah, never boy. And yeah. What, what else are you working on right now? Uh, that's a that's a dangerous question to ask. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure there's lots you can't tell me, and there's some that you know haven't been announced yet. It's very typical of comics. Actually, well, most of the stuff that I'm working on has been announced, um, and I think I can pretty much talk about everything. But it just sounds like I'm a crazy person um, when I when I say it. But um, <laughs> when when you actually make the <laughs> list, eh? Yeah, but the thing is, is that, like, a lot of colorists tend to work on, like, five or six books a month, I'd say. Um, but a lot of times books don't show up on time, and a lot of books are bi-monthly or longer than that. And um, so, like, right now, um, let me open, let me open my calendar. Uh, right now, I'm working on um, another issue, Batman 66. Sweet. Um, the last issue of Neverboy. Um, I'm working on the Black Hood over at Archie. And, oh, right. Um, that, that was the other book I couldn't think of. Yeah, and um, I should be working on the Shield here soon. I think next month. Yeah, that keeps I getting pushed working. off, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm working on Steam Man and Death Head over at Dark Horse. Sweet. And... Um, Gosh, every once in a while I do like a Sensation Comics issue for um, featuring Wonder Woman for DC also. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, eventually I think um, there's a couple issues left of Dark Engine and of Peter Panzerfaust over at Image. Well, so Whenever that happens. Yeah. So so you can kind <laughs> of tell like my schedule, there's, there's kind of... Uh, a lot of like shifting that happens with stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I was talking to, to to Jenkins there. He was he was on the other. I interviewed him for uh, the Calgary Expo, and uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's like a local guy, right? So, um, or fairly local. Well, sort of. Yeah. He like lives out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mostly local, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he was saying like, oh yeah, we'll get to that pretty much whenever, and it's just like, ah, oh, crap. So I, I don't think you got to put that in your schedule anytime soon. I don't know. Let, let, Unless you know something else, but... <laughs> well, yeah, we've talked about it a lot. Um, it's killing me that I haven't read those yet. Uh, you haven't you haven't read Peter Panzerfaust? No, I, I, the, the last couple issues. Oh, okay. Just kinda, um, the, the book just kind of stopped, right? I didn't know what the hell happened. I mean, I pretty much know what happens, but I haven't... I haven't... I don't have the script yet. I so, yeah, uh, seen it. We're, we're sort of in the same boat, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I probably I probably know a little more than you, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I I kind of should know, but you don't have to rub it in. I on, considering okay. I work on it, but yeah, nah, yeah. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know, but... I can tell. <laughs> I, I should have ended this podcast like I said five minutes ago. Oh um, man! But no, I always I always feel like when people ask about about like what books colors are working on, then it always seems like. There's no good answer because it either sounds like you're too busy or you're not busy enough kind of thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, we were jo- we joked before we uh, I, we started recording. But, yeah, like I, I always think that, that it was only like a year, I think, when Jordy – it felt like Jordy colored literally everything. And I know that she colored a lot of the stuff like before the year started. And then, you know, she had different schedules throughout. But I, I think at one point she said she had like six or eight books or something crazy. Technically, that she's doing a month, right? Like way more than that. Way more than that. Okay, then yeah, I, I can't remember. She, I thought she said it somewhere, but she if did. it's more, that's even worse. But it was way more, and she wasn't really sleeping. I mean, she's <laughs> talked about it publicly. Yeah, but um, yeah. And then, and then I, I always she, think of like Dave that. Stewart. <laughs> yeah, I always think of Dave Stewart too because he does like all the Mignola stuff, and I mean that's yeah, you know four or five, too. and then he, I mean he does so much extra dark horse stuff as well, right? So. Yeah. It's it's hard to gauge how much is too much. I guess it's personal preference and, and workload, right? And and how well yeah. And I think everybody has a hard time finding balance too. And um, like with my my style, I guess I don't really hyper render things, so I can afford to take on a little more 
you know, more books um, than some people I know because it doesn't take me like eight hours a page, you know? Yeah. Um, because some people I know, they, they spend that or longer on pages, um, but that's just because of their style um, and their, uh, they put more more time in. They're, it, it, that makes me sound bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, you know what I, you know what I mean. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think like 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 uh, Matthew Wilson. I think probably spends a little more time rendering. Uh, I think he tries, I think he tries to spin around about the same amount of time I do. But um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like a one that comes to mind. But I, I was well, I don't want to call. I don't want to call. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. If I call them, that's different. But I mean, like look at like Hollingsworth openly talk talks about how long he spends on pages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he, he spends a long time on on some of his work. Um, um, like on stuff like um, witches and the wake and right. stuff like that. He spent a long time on those pages. Um, but but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I try and do like four or five pages a day at least. And, and I mean. Frankly, it all looks great. I mean, I, I, you, you, you've read my reviews. You know I, I've never slammed you except for that one time. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, she, she stops and she's like, wait a minute, what? What are you talking about? No, I was, I was going to be like, what was it? But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, I read, I, I don't know, some people, some people say don't read reviews, but I read them because um, I, like, I like hearing what people have to say. And if I am doing something that people genuinely don't like, and if it's, constructive criticism then you know i would be more inclined to like change what i'm doing um but i hear a lot of stuff from editorial um and you some of the like when i first started working at dark horse my stuff grew exponentially because of the critiques from the editors and like their notes and what they wanted me to change and it was like they're the notes over at dark horse are really really valid and in, invaluable because you know it helps me get better yeah, and, and I mean, obviously, they, they, they know what they're talking about as opposed to me who just sees something I like and says so or, you know, or I don't. But uh, at, le- at least they could probably help you out more with process and, and, and that kind of thing, right? So Yeah, and I mean, it's not just the editors, like writers and artists, like they all, they all have input. Um, like, you know, I, I, I do... A- I do revisions all the time. And you probably see me talking about it on Twitter where I'm like, revisions day. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I try, what I try and do is I try and work on, ideally, I try and work on one book at a time. And then once all of it's in, I like to go back and do revisions on all of the pages at one time. That sounds like a monstrous Uh, task. But it's, to me, it's easier to, to separate that way in my brain. So I have all the notes in one place. So I just go page by page on what needs to be fixed versus, having to go, okay, color these pages, revisions, color these pages, revision, you know, like it's the switching kind of is difficult for my brain. Yeah. I guess I could see that too. Uh, especially when it's, you take, it's the same between books too. Well, yeah, you take a coloring job like you do on like, uh, uh, like Panzerfaust versus, um, uh, uh, Black Hood. Right. I and mean, to me, that looks like a totally different, I mean, it could be the same process and just the, the inking is different, but to me, it looks like a completely different, approach to it so yeah i guess uh, if you're like jumping yeah. books <laughs> well yeah the the palettes the palettes are different but um yeah i mean you have to uh i, I use different brushes and color different differently for for each book because i want them to not all look the same anyway but yeah, um yeah that was my next question too was was do you purposely set out with okay this book's gonna i'm gonna go with this look this book's going to go with this look and you kind of change it up depending on story and artist and, and inker or whatever, right? Yeah. It's, it's sort of like what I think is going to fit the art. Um, and I mean, I've said this, I've said this before, but like, you're not going to color an all ages book the same way you're going to color like a horror book, you know, they're going to have very different palettes. Um, the same, like with Batman 66, there's no way I'm going to use the same palettes for that, that I would use for black hood. Like there's so <laughs> vastly different <laughs> you know you should just try it once and, and just <laughs> i would so be fired just just post just post the one page and be like hey batman 66 you... black hood uh they'd be like what are you doing <laughs> black hood 66 um, yeah be... <laughs> uh but I, yeah i don't know um it that it always takes me a really long time when i start a new book or start with like a new team to to try and figure out like new palettes and stuff like that um 
just because I'm I'm purposefully trying to make it its own thing. Do you when you when you uh, get hired or brought into a new book or, or whatever? Um, how, how much input do you generally have? Like, is it like okay, you're you and you know such and such an artist discuss uh, you know the general idea and then they just kind of let you go? Is it different for each situation? Like, I always wonder how how much input, like I assume nobody's sitting there being like, okay, I want you to color this purple and I want you to color this blue. And you know what I mean? But maybe um, I mean, it depends on the book, but most of the time it's like, uh, it's, it's a lot of like, I, I always, or I try and always ask like, what are you thinking? Um, like, what do you have in your mind for, for this, for this book, like for this project, whatever. Um, and I'll get back like a lot of notes on, um, generally from, uh, the writer, and um, I, I try and go based off of like what what they say. I'll look at like whatever whatever books, whatever movies that um, spring to their mind on, on what they were thinking about when they wrote sequences and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but and a lot of times we'll go from there. Um, but sometimes there's like um, uh, like notes specifically like uh, talking about characters and what they're wearing and whatnot. Um, and sometimes I'll actually get like character designs, like the, for the colors for the characters. Um, so, which is helpful because <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather have like notes ahead of time than just like color stuff and be like, oh, well, I thought I really wanted that guy's shirt to be blue or something. Yeah, because that's I, like yeah. the you know the last thing I want to do is go back into all my files and be like, <laughs> now I got to change this guy's shirt to blue. <laughs> Revisions. Yeah, I mean because those are things that can be avoided, you know. Yeah. Yeah, a little little bit of pre-planning, I guess, and and uh, I mean, you see a lot of those those character sheets floating around. So I I would think that most artists probably have something like that somewhere that they could help you know discuss with. But not not everybody yeah. is the same. And sometimes, like you know, people don't care. Like they don't have a general like idea of of what this what color the characters are specifically wearing. You know, like sometimes people like the artists and the, they don't they don't have something really in mind. Um, and sometimes they do, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it just depends on the project. What's, uh, what would you consider your, your, your favorite book to color so far? So make me pick my favorite kid. <laughs> I love doing that. Cause mo- nobody can, nobody can ever give me the right answer. The or, right or give, answer. Or, or, sorry. <laughs> give me the right. No, sorry. Give me, give me one answer rather. Not the right answer. There is no right answer. Oh gosh! If you don't have one, that's fine. I'm just curious if you, if you had a favorite you've done or a favorite like style, even like a type of book. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in Neverboy that I'm really proud of, um, especially when I did it, because a lot of that stuff I worked on last year and it's just now coming out. Um, uh, gosh, I was really proud, and I still am. I'm really proud of Simarone um, and the stuff on that book. I just, I think that that, the, it just came out really well. Um, and I got to play around with like colors for flashback sequences and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like proud of things for different reasons. Um, like for different personal reasons. Like um, I, I just finished up my first graphic novel that comes out, um, I think in like August or September of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an all ages book. Uh, over at Dark Horse called Vita and um and that's like that was huge for me because you know I I feel like it's it's a something I can check off my list because it's a graphic novel like (laughs) yeah it's a massive massive uh, projects yeah and I I I've been working on that also since last year so um it's just uh I don't know there's a there's like a lot of things that obviously like uh the stuff over at DC, like the Sensation Comics with with Tom Fowler and um, the Batman sixty six stuff with Jeff Parker and uh, Brent Schoonover, like that stuff, I'm really proud of because um, I don't know. Uh, I I grew up on a bunch of like the '90s comics cartoons, so uh, Batman was like everything for me as a kid. <laughs> Batman's pretty awesome, especially the the animated series, right? So. Yeah, and I mean, I watched Batman '66. I watched the reruns growing up too. So yeah, that's, I guess like, they, they did play that a lot too, didn't they? But a it was, lot. It was, that, it was that freaking cartoon yeah. that made everybody want to watch that again? Well, yeah, like I, I watched both pretty much religiously. 
yeah. as a kid. So when I was getting ready for school in the morning and um, when I would come back, from, like the animated series, I was young enough that I would have, gosh, what, when you're like in kindergarten or whatever, you would have half days. Yeah, yeah. And I would come back and watch it while I was eating lunch <laughs> at my house or my friend's house because our parents would trade off. Those are the but best yeah. days. Yeah, they were. I would watch that in Power Rangers. I mean, fuck yeah, like Power best. Rangers. Yeah, those those were like the best. <laughs> uh, TV just ain't what it used to be. That's I, so true. <laughs> <laughs> TV's a dying thing anyway. So what can you do? Uh yeah. I mean, what Netflix is pretty much taking over. Yeah, yeah. It's. So... I'm okay with that. <laughs> if it's cheaper than cable, yeah. Jeez. It it's uh yeah it is cheaper. <laughs> Yeah, cable because you're you're in the states, right? I always forget. Yeah, uh, I'm up, in Oregon. Up here in the in the Great White North, cable is ridiculous. For some reason, in, Al- in Alberta, cable is just stupid expensive. And uh, you know, you try to cut down on specific channels, right? But you know, I, I got to have history for Vikings, and I got to have you know various other channels. So, but I, I wish I could just cut it all off and just watch Netflix. But well, I mean, you're doing it the legal way, so kudos. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I mean, because you don't necessarily have to. <laughs> stop trying to not, stop trying to I'm bring me to the dark side, Kelly. I'm not promoting anything here. <laughs> you're, you're trying to corrupt me. I see what you're doing here. It'll never happen. No, I think that's I think that's admirable that you uh, that you still pay for cable. Honestly, <laughs> she says that with a bit of sarcasm. <laughs> night, night, night has got me wondering how much you download and if I should just cancel this whole podcast. Jeez, come on, Kelly. No, I mean, I... I, <laughs> I won't make you answer that. You're being recorded, you know. The FBI listens to this. No, I do pay... I pay for, like, basic channels, and HBO comes with it. Oh, yeah. HBO's, um, like, HBO's like, another, like, 15 bucks a month here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I had $10, like, legitimately. I'm sure this is really interesting. Uh, I had $10 to my, to my internet bill, and it... Basically, and actually, it's cheaper to have everything bundled here for whatever reason. It's cheaper to get like HBO and your basic cable channels like ABC, NBC, CBS kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I just do that. <laughs> and I get to watch Game of Thrones that way. So, you know. Uh, I'm so behind on that. I, I figured, I, oh, fi- I figured it didn't, make, it, di- it didn't make enough sense to like get the HBO, pay for it monthly for the f- four months or whatever it's on. And then also buy the Blu-ray because they're like the same price. So I was like, I'll just wait till the Blu-ray yeah. comes out. And then now I've, yeah, I've for me, missed two seasons. I haven't, I haven't watched the new one and I, I, I missed the last two. Because <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy the Blu-ray. And then the Blu-ray comes out and I'm like, I'll buy it next week. And it just never happens. Sons of bitches. They get you every time. Um, but hey, another weird tangent. Cable bills. That's got to be a record, Kelly. What, for most tangents? No, no, just for odd, oddest ones. Like who talks about cable bills on a comic podcast? You're, you're really making this a weird show, you know. <laughs> Me. E- even 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 Declan wasn't this weird. Come on. Even Jenkins wasn't this weird. And you've met him. <laughs> She's got nothing for that. Stop yeah. That. Uh, the internet. So who did, who did you say? Oh, I, I said even Declan and uh, Jenkins weren't this weird. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I listened to Declan's. Um, oh, I listened to Tyler's, too, actually. Oh, sweet. Oh. Yeah, that's why I was like, what do you mean you've only had two? I've listened to like some of the interviews you've done. So Oh yeah, yeah. There there was I guess there was there was a few on the other on the, on the, the comic shoot that I put up there from uh um from the expo, so um geez, now 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 I'm just thinking about cable. I don't know where else to go with this, Kelly. <laughs> what uh okay here you go, I got one for you. What uh who, who I mean obviously Jordy influences you and, and was a big influence on you starting but are there any other like specific colorists that uh, really influence your work? I mean, yeah, we, we talked about Hollingsworth and we mentioned uh, Mr. Eisner, Dave Stewart, but uh... <laughs> Jordy's Mrs. Miss Eisner. Now she so, is. There yeah. Well, yeah, actually, I don't um, know. Has she? Has she? Dave won like eight in a row one time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, unbelievable. That's why if people don't know him, it it. Like, I go crazy because I'm like, how many Eisners does someone have to win before you know who they are? <laughs> like, at least um, 10. At least 10. And actually, you might have Yeah, is there like a, a 10 minimum? Like, yeah. what's the deal? Um, oh, gosh. Coloring. Um, I'm, I know I'm inevitably going to miss somebody, but um, there's the Daves. So Dave Stewart, Dave McKaig, 
the I, I joke that there's the Dave and the Matts. Um, so That's true. Matt Wilson, Matt Hollingsworth. Um, oh my gosh, uh, Betty Brettweiser. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, Laura Martin. Um, oh yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, gosh. You put me on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be able to think well, about it. Now I'm now I'm trying to think like, oh, who who do I really like? I'm trying to go through the whole thing myself. There's so many people, um, like people that I uh, that I talk to fairly often, um, whose work I really respect um, is Tamara Bonvillain, uh, Jordan Boyd. Uh, Marissa Louise, who I mentioned earlier, right, right. Um, like they're really like they're really killing it right now. Um, yeah, you know what? Every time I see Boy's work, it seems like he's just getting better and better and better. Oh my god! Especially his stuff on um, on anything that Gabe Hardman is doing. Yeah. Um, what the heck is the new one? Um, uh, they're doing Invisible Republic right now. That's the one. It's so <laughs> it's so good. He's also working on the Mantle, which. Um, is in, is a book that just came out I think like last week or like uh, this this week this think, week actually, yeah yeah um which I just picked up today so I will be ch- I've actually <laughs> I've already seen the first issue it looks really good but um I haven't seen it in print yet so um but it's I'm sure it looks equally good in print it's always or better a different experience right yeah well I mean also I I'm on a Mac and um. I always find it, it always looks brighter on the Mac. Um, like if you're looking at a PDF? Be, yeah, or I mean, if I'm working my own work even, because um, I guess because it's a screen versus a piece of paper, it's always going to be brighter. Yeah, yeah, that's backlit screen, right? So, or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. You, does that, you think if you were like all traditional versus doing it on the computer, you'd be, it'd be a different look to it because of the brightness or what? Or do you just crank your brightness down? If I did it traditionally and, like, actually, like, painted something, I've actually thought about this because Tyler just posted, like, this process. Or he's – I don't know what he's doing, honestly. I haven't talked to him in a while. But um, he posted, like, this this watercolor page, like, that he he drew and did watercolors on himself and and also lettered. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, wow, his work would look really good if I – colored it traditionally and then scanned it but um i would be more tempted to like if if it went through like dark horse or something dark horse is like 20 minutes 20 minutes south of me or something so i would be more tempted to just bring the pages to dark horse and be like scan these (laughs) yeah because i would be worried about having to like color correct all of my stuff and you know plus going to the dark dark horse office is wicked I went there uh, on our honeymoon. Actually, we stopped in there and like chatted with Ob and stuff, and got a tour. I love Ob. He's hilarious. Oh, yeah. That guy. He's like the coolest, most metalist comic book guy ever. Him and yeah, him and Rachel Deering need to have like a metal off. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. there you go. I'm not sure who's more metal, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Ob's got a cat named Freya. Okay, now it's Rachel's turn. <laughs> oh, have you seen Rachel's? Uh vinyl collection i have not oh my god just check out her instagram it's unreal i will Um, have to i'll have to do that now (laughs) yeah uh yeah (laughs) but ob's also in a metal band so yeah yeah yeah, i know he's he's, uh... rachel used to be in metal bands so i don't know You're, you're making this challenge more interesting i feel like we just need to put some money down and make this happen Metal off 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd both be up for it, too. I mean, why not? <laughs> no, everything to gain and everything to lose. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was thinking of uh, traditional work. I was thinking of uh, the way like Matt Kent uh, does some of his coloring. Um, where And, you know, he, he watercolors. I think almost everything that he's colored, I think, has been watercolor. It's so unusual, like in in the industry today, to it, do something traditionally. Is that something that you've played with, though, or? Like, well, used... I mean, I, I come from an illustration background, so I mean, but but in mass production, no. Um, I, I just, just feel like that would take so long. Like I don't know how Matt does it every month for his his mind management book, right? But uh, on on top of everything else, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I imagine that you, you try and spend the same amount of time on, on it as you would anything else where like, I try and keep stuff under three hours. Um, if it goes over three hours then I start freaking out. <laughs> like per page? Uh, yeah. Per page. Um, that's, so, that's, I don't that's, know. That's not too bad, I guess. If you if you, you want to do what four or five pages a day. Yeah, exactly. And that makes for not a not an insane work day. Like you're not uh, you know working the wee hours in the morning and. Well, sometimes. Um... <laughs> not 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 all the time then. It's it's balance. That's I'm at the point where like I feel like I can say no to some projects, and I I have to sometimes. But um, even stuff I I want to work on. Just because I'm already signed on to like a certain number already. That's got to be a good problem to have, though. It yeah, it's it's good and bad because I think like you know I haven't been doing it that long, so in the back of my mind I go everything can fall apart at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I think a lot of people, you know, myself included, I heard a lot of no's before I started, which led me to teaching English in Japan originally. Um, so. Oh, you were it, you, you it, were pursuing comics, comic coloring before you went to Japan. No, not specifically coloring. Um, but I wanted to. I was just doing. Uh, I wanted to be an illustrator of any kind. Um, so I was doing like locally. I was in Texas at the time, um, like pet portraits. Uh, for <laughs> as a part time job. Um, and I was teaching or substitute teaching at the same time when I first got out of college. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I moved overseas, um, for a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I just, I was applying to like anything that was open, um, and available. And originally I was like, I, the reason why I went to school is because I wanted to do comics, but I just didn't have enough, uh, self-esteem, I guess, to, uh, to actually apply myself to do it take that jump yeah i mean because it is it is a leap it is like a leap of faith you know where uh which i eventually took but and it paid off (laughs) (laughs) but i think i I think like you hear about it from a lot of people that um you know it's like sort of like a calculated risk where i said i had enough money to do this and i knew i could support myself for this amount of time and like come hell or high water i was going to get into comics some way and luckily I didn't have to do any of that, <laughs> um, but I was prepared to, and I think that it, it sort of, sort of takes that attitude to to get places and, and kind of in any industry, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you don't try, you'll never know, and I mean, sometimes it's super rough. I mean, you hear about the guys like uh, living on a bag of rice for four months, uh, you know, because they're trying to trying to make it right, but sometimes it sometimes pays off and i mean if you're turning away at work obviously it's working out good for you yeah and i mean i don't mean to i i don't mean to sound egotistical either when i say that no no, um it's just sort of it's sort of reality when when you know i i enjoy actually getting you know six hours of sleep or something a night i can't really sleep more than that but like i enjoy you know not not power napping or whatever you know yeah like um 20 minutes and then back to work yeah, uh, and I try and I try and get out, um, but that's the, that's the problem with balance that I'm having right now is that I still work too much, um, and to be like, uh, to be kind of honest, and I <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but um, I've kind of been working like around seventy eighty hours a week a lot lately, but um, I've been tr- I've been slowly like getting it down. That's. I mean, I have a full-time job. I, I I'm a head doorman on the weekends, and I do this, but that still sounds like too much to me. <laughs> um, I mean, again, it's like it's balance, and I think part of it, you know, like I can still, um, I I just wish my schedule was where I knew when I was going to take days off versus just here's four days off randomly, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> um, that's kind of what happens is you you work like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and then you get a chunk of days off and I wish it was just like work a little bit, take a weekend off, you know, <laughs> but I've, I, you know, it takes work to get there. And, um, I've talked to a lot of people about it. Oh, I didn't mention Nathan Fairbairn. There you go. Uh, oh, he's a great, too, great colorist. Too late. He's out. 
Um, I know. I, know. I, like, but, I, like, I like that guy too. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. And he's amazing to talk to about like work and, and um, uh, money and like a bunch of stuff. He's, he's really like forthcoming about stuff, but talk to him and a couple of other people um, at Emerald city this past year. And um, like everybody pretty much said, you know, you got to put five years in and then, uh, <laughs> and then you can, your hours will be manageable. So I'm on year two. I was going to say, how long have you been doing it? I don't, I don't think it's been that long. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about at year two. So of, uh, of solo work though, right? Yeah. Come October. I'll have, I'll have hit year two, like finished two years. That's crazy. So, um, I'm like almost halfway there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, time, time flies, man. Time flies. It really, really does. This year has gone by insanely quick already. It feels so. like this whole weekend, this whole, this whole past weekend, this weekend has been going really slow for me, but Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, not myself, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still moving into, so uh, to my new place. So yeah, I, I guess that's lots of, uh, lots of busyness to keep you out of trouble. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm good. <laughs> you're, good? you're good. I thought, I thought you were going to go for another thing there. Um, I just wanted to, uh, I think we're running out of time here. I think we should probably wrap it up. People's attention spans are only so long these days. As much as I'd like to just chat for like three hours, I don't think anybody would listen to that. <laughs> Sometimes like with Declan, I was like, man, I just want to listen to your voice the whole time. Just keep talking. Even my wife, she's like, she, I was just like editing a little bit. And she's like, I have to leave you for his voice. And I, and I was like, I was like, well, that's what I was going to tell you too. So, you know. Um, my mom loves his voice too. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I've told Declan that, but... <laughs> If, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever I hang around him and Jordy, they have me saying Jesus instead Jesus. of Jesus. Right. They're like, Jesus, yeah, all the time. Between him and uh, 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 Stephen Mooney or whatever, yeah, they like, when they talk, mm. talk to each other on Twitter, you see that too, it just makes you laugh. I was between, or well, sort of, I was next to Ruth, I went over to Thought Bubble last year, and I was next uh, Ruth Redmond and I had a table. Yeah, yeah. There's She's also an amazing colorist. Yeah. yeah. Um, and next to us was was uh, Stephen Mooney, and uh, like <laughs> the whole weekend, that's all. It was just I. It was me hanging out with like the Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. That's what I, it inevitably turns into. I, I got to get him on the show, but I, I wanted to have a little bit of a breakup, so they didn't think we were just an Irish show, you know. Don't can't show favoritism there. <laughs> Unless you want to start talking in an Irish accent, we can do this all over again. Oh, God. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear me do that. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I, you know what? I appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with me, Kelly. Uh, like I said, I, I really, really, really enjoy your work. Um, I don't think I've, like I said, I, joking, all jokes aside, I've never said a bad thing about your work. I, it's always been great. Um, I, for, I forgot you were on the Black Hood, though, so I feel sorry for or I feel bad about that, but it works really good on that, too. Um, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on and uh, thanks for having me on and thanks for all the nice things you said about me. Oh, you know, I try, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta pretend sometimes, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, where can we uh, find you on the social medias and, uh, do you have like a website and stuff? Yeah. Um, the main kind of hub for everything that I rarely update is kellyfcolors.com. Um, and that links to like my Tumblr and uh, the Facebook that I have set up. Um, and then Twitter is at Wasted Wings. Easy enough. Easy enough. All right. Well, I think that's it. I, uh, I Like I said, I appreciate it. I, I love talking process. And, and I, I've yet to – actually, I think you're actually the first colorist I've got to chat with in general. So there, there, there's wow. a little landmark for you. I mean, you, you, you emailed me. We were supposed to do that thing last year, and it just everything just completely fell apart with that. But uh, <laughs> I was talking to Jordan about that, and that's why I sent you an email. I was like, "What happened?" Because yeah. Jordan told me he filled one out too. So I, I think I got four, three maybe, three or four. I can't remember now. Because uh, Takisoma, uh, you, Jordan, and there's one more, and I can't remember now. But then I, I had like 15 lined up, and, and everything else just fell apart. Taki is great. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She's She's so she's like the nicest lady too. I live in Portland now, um, and we're actually part of like a hiking group. <laughs> we all go hiking <laughs> does together. She, like, does she just like carry Bendis around the whole time then? Or? 
No, Bendis doesn't go, but um, Oming, Mike, Mike, her husband goes. Yeah. Oh, so. they they came to uh, the expo two years ago, so we got to we got to chat with them, and they were talking about how uh, the very first time she met Bendis, she had to like pick him up or whatever. <laughs> they're they were so nice. They actually helped us move into this apartment too. Yeah, they're they're awesome. I, I was actually pretty bummed that they didn't show up to the show this year. Ah, uh, well. They have had a very busy year with powers and everything. Like, oh, it's completely selfish being bummed for it, but yeah, I, I, I understand. <laughs> they were just yeah. really awesome, and it's like you know we should have gone out for beers or something. I don't know. The nicest, nicest people ever. Yeah, they really were. Hopefully, uh, I guess not. Not hopefully, powers isn't doing as well next year. That's not what I wanted to say. But hopefully, it's more manageable so that they can come back to Calgary <laughs> next year. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I really want to go to that show next year. Um, I've, I haven't actually been to Canada um, outside of the airports, so... And that doesn't count uh, at all. I know. <laughs> so I'm really hoping to make it to Calgary um, next year and do that in San Diego and, and not do any other shows <laughs> next year. <laughs> well, I, I hope that the Calgary Expo hires me on to help them find talent, and that's not even just an arrogant thing. I just think that <clears throat> their, their, their comic focus is has been skewed a little bit so hopefully hopefully you get in if you if you want to try to contact somebody maybe maybe i'll give you some emails or something to try to make that happen but that's really nice of you that, that's a yeah. whole different story just just ask uh ask tyler the next time you talk to him ask him what he thinks of the expo and he'll tell you that and him and i are like on the exact same wavelength oh yeah i've talked to him about it before um <laughs> recently I though, wanna... since the since the most recent one no okay <laughs> But there's that controversy that happened at the most recent one. Oh, Ugh. yeah, that got so blown up because of idiots. I'm not, I don't even want to get into that, Kelly. Come on. <laughs> that, that was just ridiculous. Yeah, actually, I got, like, uh, like Twitter messaged by, by one of those people um, at one point. But uh, I immediately blocked them. It wasn't anything nasty either. It was just nasty about the convention. Yeah, um, I... <laughs> That was that was one of the few things that they handled right, I think. But anyway, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, seriously, though, thank you. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing lots more of your, of your work. Uh, don't don't work yourself to death. Pretty sure there thank should be an Eisner in your future future anytime here. Um, Whoa! You just got you just you just got, you got you just, don't hold your breath. <laughs> you just you just got to push Jordy over and hide her somewhere, and then you'll be okay. Uh, no, Jordy, <laughs> yeah, Jordy. Jordy still works incredibly hard. I know, um, I know. She's she's great. She, uh, but no, the the competition for colorists has, has gone up crazy in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, that's why I said don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as Dave stops stealing them all, then you, you know there's a chance. So, well, I mean, you know, Jordy Jordy won last year, so I'm I'm uh, there's a couple of people that I'm kind of. I'm kind of gunning for that. I, that I hope win. Um, oh, I, I thought maybe you meant you were going to take them out so that you're higher up on the list. No, <laughs> like, hey, I, you I, should know like, if you, have you talked to Jordy before? Uh, her and I kind of briefly chatted a few times, but nothing major. Um, she, <laughs> she guest spotted on the Declan thing briefly. <laughs> oh was, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, was, that was about it. <laughs> yeah. She chimes in from the other room. Yeah, um, no. I, I tried, but, but yeah, she's just so busy. Jordy and I are on the same page where we like both have no egos. <laughs> it's like the, the joke is that if you put us in the, the same room together, we'll create like a black hole um, <laughs> of just the pure, no ego, uh, like An self, self defeatism. Yeah. I was going to say anti-ego. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so I, you know, I'm okay with, with like, it's nice. It's nice if to be nominated for something like, um, but I, you know, it's, it's so off my radar because I see like how many people are just freaking amazing. <laughs> so, um, the, I'm, I'm, you know, the competition is stiff for sure. I, I yeah. don't envy anybody trying to get into it right now just because of all the greatness that's happening. So, well, and, and, you know, I'm going to, I should throw this out there publicly. Like if anybody does want to get into coloring, um, like feel free like go especially if if like you see a colorist at a convention like go up to them and ask them questions like most people are nice people <laughs> you know in the industry they're not jerks so um i think a lot of people are just too too shy to to talk about 
like wanting to get in. And um, if you have a portfolio on you, even better. Uh, but, you know, I'm, you know, you can always ask, like, especially me, you can always ask me questions on Twitter, whatever. I'll always try, I always try and answer questions. I don't, I don't tend to get them a lot. <laughs> but uh, if anybody does have questions, you can reach me on Twitter. Well, there you go. That's good advice. And I'm, I'm, I hope people take it. I know there's a few, uh, like I said, that used to, used to write for the other site and they have been trying to break it in. So if they have any questions, hope they talk to you. And anybody new, they hope to talk to you. And if I can't figure out how to color in the lines, I'm going to talk to you. And uh... <laughs> That's why you need flatters. <laughs> Damn it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> That's the secret. I, I got to get, get my wife's seven-year-old, teach him how to flat. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not know somebody who taught their child to flat for that. That's genius. Why, why else would you have them unless you could put them to work, right? That's what I said. <laughs> all, right, all right, Kelly. Thank you so much. Thanks. All right.